Welcome to Aphesis Church Podcast Channel. If you're in Columbia, South Carolina area, we would love to get to know you better and for you to experience what Aphesis is all about. If you would like more information about us, please visit our website at aphesischurch.com. It is our prayer that this message truly speaks to you. God bless. Amen. Amen. My opening verse today is 1 Samuel 16, reading verses 4, starting at verse 4. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake. Probably could preach off of that right there. He's just doing what the Lord spake, right? And came to Bethlehem, and the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou peaceably? Next one. <laughs> We're going to keep going past it. I'm going to read them all. <laughs> I'm trying. My phone a little bit too small. And he said peaceably, I, I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Then Jesse, called, then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Then Jesse made Shammah to pass by. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remain yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down until he come hither. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. All right, y'all, y'all can be seated. The title of my message is Legacy. Um, I have been thinking about this for uh, the week after Father's Day is when, uh, when I preach. But um, again, it's just that at the conversations I had yesterday, it just gave me it gave me the um, the feeling that I should just talk it. Um, I am a I am a manuscript speaker. I like to write it all down, type it all up, and use it as my notes. Um, so, but that's more to internalize my message. And a lot of times, and I get away from it, and I have ten pages, and it still only take me twenty minutes to give it because <laughs> that's the blame that on the military I me mean, to just get to the point. But with this story. What we see here is um, Jesse and his seven sons, right? And a total of eight sons. And when it, when it talks about the stature of the first one and the looks of the next one, you know, and the one of the next verses that we're going to look at is when they're actually at war. Three of Jesse's sons went, went to war with the, uh, with the Philistines. And then, and then David went to check on them, right? The fact that three of them went to war tells me that Jesse was most likely a man of war himself. 
right? Cause, um, like, how do you take me for an example? I'm I'm in the military, and my we we were talking yesterday, and there's over 200 years of military service in our family. We are a very heavy military family. My dad, his brother, and all four of their brother-in-laws all served in the service, and they all retired after at least 20 years, except one uncle who got retired, medically retired around, I think, 17 years. But um, and before them. Um, when I, when I got my promotion, I talked about we've had a family member fight in every conflict since uh, World War I. That, at least that, that's all we, that we can track. That, um, uh, distant cousins that died in Vietnam, um, people that fought in World War II. Uh, my great-grandfather was in World War I. So there, and now my son, Rayshon, he's active duty. K-Core is um, trying to get on active duty. So I'm like, from long ago, great-grandfather, there's a military legacy, a proud military history in our family. And I was like, well, that stuff that just doesn't happen. Uh, where, where Jesse had three sons in the war, and as you, as you read the story, David is going to check on them, and Jesse tells him, take this to the captain of the guard. Take this, um, this, this substance, this bread, and, this, and um, the other things that he had with him. Like, well, that's another reason why I say he must have been a he must have been a man of war. You can't just say, hey, take this to Lieutenant Colonel Floyd and, and see how my son's doing. He must have had some kind of connection to that captain. Um, let's read that Pastor, you mind bringing up that next one, that um, chapter first Samuel seventeen. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lad, a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. That servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. So, again, some kind of special training gave him this skill where he can fight lions and bears, right? So, I'm, so when I'm thinking about Jesse's legacy, and the three sons that came before him, you know, I, I'm thinking about when, when it came to the fourth one, David, when, as we know, had a sling to, slow, to slow, slew a giant, to kill the giant. That, that, that probably necessarily did not just happen. He did not necessarily just happen to have a sling in his hand. Most likely, his father put that in his hand. So, when he's looking at young David and he's thinking about which one is going to be for which one is going to be your weapon. You know, he starts with he, he's probably got a weapons closet for some of us. Now we got gun closets, <laughs> you know, and he's probably looking at it like, you know, look at a spear. And he, and he, and he touches the spear and he's remembering his battles. He's remembering the times that he's he's used it. Um, and he's remembering that fight and David, I can imagine David sitting over there in the corner like, yeah, yeah, the spear. I can do some damage with that. Yeah, that's the one. But then he goes over to the sword and how many times he's wielded that sword. How many, how many battles he's been in with that. And David's like, okay, I can, I can work with a sword. Yeah, I can. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like, no, that's, that's not the one. You know, bow and arrow. Like, all right, I can, 
I don't have to get so close. I can I can do short distance. I can move. It's lighter. Um, you know, I can I can imagine that. But then he reaches over and gets the sling, and he hands it to David. Now, it's like that is a you don't just master the sling. <laughs> you don't just master putting a rock in it. You know, you, you see him out there practicing. I can imagine him out there practicing. And he throws the first one. It goes over there. <laughs> He's still trying. And it falls out the sling. You know, one goes straight up. <laughs> you know, that's not something, that's not, that is, a, that is something that takes skill. It takes time. So, you know, just like, just like us in the old days with our rifles and our BB guns, setting targets up down the, down the way and practicing and just steady practicing. Because cause what David didn't know is, is, is God's plan one day that he's going perfect, to perfect that to save a whole country, to save his whole nation. You know, you, and you fast forward where he, he, take, he needs one stone, takes one stone, hits the giant, and we know the rest of the story, right? But it started with that father putting something in his hand. And as I, as I walk this path and as I try to be a, be a godly example and a, and a godly man, um, my legacy used to be all about all about, mostly about finances. Um, some of my favorite verses, um, the ones at the end, Pastor, I told you I gave them to you all out of order. I don't know how I'm going to hit these. <laughs> but um, my, the, the men's group sent out a, a text one day and said, what are your favorite scriptures? And my first one was Genesis 128. Yeah, he'll put it up, but basically it's be fruitful and multiply. And and it used to be, a, I used to joke about it, about be, be fruitful, multiply, have a bunch of kids. Done. What else you got for me, Lord? <laughs> All right, I got, I got six. Rayshon got two already. I'm like, hey, man, slow down a little bit. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, Rayani, <laughs> one thing about having a lot of kids is Rayani told Joni a couple weeks ago, I don't think I want that many kids. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> And then if you ask K. Cole, he don't want none. He's like, uh, I don't want no children. <laughs> but, but it, it became more about it's not. So it wasn't. It became more about um, the the finances. Be fruitful as far as what I accumulate, so that I can leave um, things behind. Leave a, leave an inheritance, like um, Proverbs thirteen twenty two. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the re- for the just. Psalms 127, 4 through 5. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. So happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. So these, these three verses have always been my favorite because it talks about something that I hold dear to my heart, my, uh, my family and, and inheritance. Um, but as I continue to grow in my faith, uh, now I'm get I'm now or for the last year or every, maybe ever since I became a minister, it, it became more about leaving a legacy that of praise, a legacy of worship, a legacy of complete trust in God. God will provide. Um, and it's 
it, it, it really it wasn't a, a far stretch. The only what I realized is I just had my priority, priorities out of line. Um, I don't know if you, I put a picture up, but I, I didn't. I forgot to move it over to the share drive. But I have a um, a key that I had made in when I was in Qatar. I had one made for each one of my children, um, and at the key, the key is um, the top of it is a crown, um, and I I told them this is for the um, the kings and queens that you will one day be. The next one is a um, scroll for uh, endless pursuit of knowledge. Um, at the bottom, there's a shield for protect protecting one another protecting the family inside of it is um, inside the shields infinity sign to represent our, our infinite love for one another and then at the end of the, the actual key is the F for um, Floyd so that was when when I had it designed that's what I had in mind and then I got to the point where I was like you know what but it's more than that um, as I started to read more and I started to study more it became a religious symbol to me I was like, well, the crown is for King Jesus. The scroll is for his word. The shield is his protection over our lives. The infinity symbol is eternity with him. And F is for our faith. So I, as I, I transition from the, my, my values of holding family, finance, faith, and then fitness, those were my four, my four core values. So I know faith always has to be first. Uh, as I focused on, as I focused on faith, God worked out everything else. As as I focused on my faith, He improved my mental, emotional, spiritual fitness. And because those three areas improved, my family life improved. And when those and as those as faith, fitness, family improved, everything, all the other blessings started to come. Um, what was my next verse, Pastor? The the Corinthians one. First Corinthians, um, no, Second Corinthians 15. For thou we walk in flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Um, that's, let's see. For the weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty. I gave you the wrong verse. I gave you that one. Go to the First Corinthians one. First Corinthians 15, 3. For I deliver you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Next verse, and that he was buried and that he arose again the third day according to the scriptures. So this is the legacy I'm trying to leave now, the gospel of Jesus. Yeah. Um, as, long as, as long as I am in, I am living this life, as I'm walking this path, as I'm writing these scripts down and typing them up, storing them so that maybe one, hopefully one day they pick them up and add to it. This is what I want them to take on with me and take on after me. I want them to be able to one day play on the piano like Rayani's been. She was practicing before Sister Delaney left. Um, Raymond wants to sing. Boy, he loves to sing. Like, well, first, first things first, let's do it for Jesus. Let's do it for the church. Let's do it for God. Because if you do it for him, he's going to increase your talent. If this is the passion that you have, if this is what you want to do, if you dedicate your life, you dedicate your, your work, your service to the Lord, he is going to bless it. Uh, one, of the, one of the thoughts that I had is, um, so as I sit through service, services, I, I type up a note. And I don't know when I type this, this note up, but it's fitting for today. God is working overtime and double time for us.
right? But if you're not working with him, you're not getting or you're not seeing the fruits of his labor. We got to be present with him. We got to be in line. We got to be in sync. We got we to gotta show up to the job site if we think, if we expect him to pay us, to reward us. If we're absent, no show, no pay. <laughs> right? It's, um, so one day, I think it was probably about two weeks ago, I was driving, um, I was driving home from Fort Bragg and I stopped off at the gas station and I'm, I was in uniform. So a, a young man came up to me a little boy, uh, I think he said, I think I remember him saying he was um, 11 years old. He, he walked up to me, he said, can I ask you some questions talking about the military? And uh, cause he, he said he was doing a, a paper on the military, asking about how do I feel about war and how do I feel about going to war and all this stuff. And then his little brother comes up, who's um, who's seven, no six. He said he was six. And and I, you know, I'm ask, carry on the conversation. I ask him like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And the little boy, the six-year-old says, "I want to be a funeral director." I was like, "Okay, interesting." <laughs> uh, why um, is is your you know? It, I try not to offend people. I, I can see his mom is listening, and um, so I'm like, "All right, well." And we know the reality. I don't want to ask about his dad. Like, I don't know that situation. I don't know these people. So I was like, well, why do you want to, why do you want to do that? My, my uncle owns a funeral home. Like, okay, that's good. Like, so do you, um, do you help your uncle at the funeral home? Yes, sir. Like, what do you do for him? I preach. Is your uncle a preacher? He used to be. Like, huh. Very interesting. All right, well, look, I got to preach. Coming up. Um, give me a verse. He was like, mm, I don't know. Hey, it don't matter. Whatever you can come to your mind. I'll I make it work. <laughs> like you and I aren't very different. I'm, I'm still learning. You still learning. He said Psalms 100. And that's so what two, about two weeks ago is when I opened. I, um, I did the offering, received the offering using Psalms 100. After I talked to the little boy, I was like, any particular thing about Psalms 100? Like, no, sir. Just read the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but but when we talk about legacy, somebody put it into that young man, to that to these two young men, um, that you are better than your circumstance. When you put when you keep God in the midst of everything that you what you're doing, when you trust Him, when you lean on Him, it doesn't matter what your history is. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is if you, you're keeping Him as the number one priority, and you'll continue to grow closer to Him. Amen. You know, talking to that young man is like, I think this this little guy might be further along than I am. It it took me it took me thirty plus years to get where he's done in four maybe <laughs> since he started talking. But at the same time, it's it's never too late. Absolutely never too late. The the word says you know some are gonna join the faith and they're gonna pass us. I don't remember what that was, but y'all, y'all look it up. That's one thing I learned from Brother Sanchez. He'll say some stuff like, I'm not going to tell you, though. Go, you go look it up. You go find it. It's in there. <laughs> it's in there. So one thing, that I, one thing that I had to learn for myself was I had to get out of the routine. I had this routine of um, presenting myself as a hard worker. 
know, if nothing else, my kid's gonna see that dad got up and he got after it every single day. Um, I'm a, I'm a go to work. I'm a start a business. I'm a go to church. It's, it's gonna be busy, busy, busy. But they gonna, that's what they're gonna see. That's what they're gonna learn. But that, that routine was stagnating my praise and worship life. It was stagnating my spiritual life. Um, it wasn't until COVID 2020 that I realized that, you know what? This is a blessing for me because ha I had to slow down. And I had to take a look at what's, what's truly important. Um, at, that, at that time, I realized that I don't have to be in the office so much. Like they, they don't need me as much as I, as much as I thought they did. Like I don't have to spend eight and ten hours focused solely on the job and making the job better. Now I've been in the army long enough. Where I, I always know no matter what the army's gonna keep rolling along. That we got a song. The army goes rolling along. No matter people come and go, people pass away, people retire, separate every day, and it does. It just keeps rolling. I've been, I've been at my new unit for a year and a half now. And yeah, for the first two weeks, it was uncomfortable for, my, for, my, uh, for the unit in Greenville. They, uh, they, oh man, we sure do miss you. Man, I wish you'd come back. It's been about four weeks since I got one of them texts. Every now and then I see somebody on social media and they be like, man, we sure do miss you around here. But it didn't burn down. It didn't stop. But what did happen was we had some, you know, the, the relationship between me and my, my older boys, there was, a, there was a little distance created because of how much I poured into my, my job and my businesses and thinking that I'm doing all the, doing the right things, skipping past leaving the legacy of praise and worship first and, tr and just focusing on the legacy of inheritance and money and the things that if I gave it to them today, they'll blow it tomorrow, honestly. Like, we storing up the wrong things. They got kick or smiling. Like, yeah, I already know what I'm going to buy. You think about it right now? I'm like, yeah, that Hellcat calling. <laughs> but, it, but it's true. At any, at any point, the things that we, um, we store up, again, in the word, things that rust destroys, thieves steal. Like, we, we store up those treasures, and we work hard to, for those treasures when at any point, it could all be gone. But the, the treasures that we store up in heaven are forever. Yes. The, the, at, the end of, at the end of all this, um, when, I'm, when I'm saying my goodbyes and blessing everybody like Abraham and like, you're no longer the first, you're not, you're not the first. <laughs> and, I lead, and I go down the line blessing each one of my children. You know, the one thing that, it, it's a fear of mine that I didn't do enough to convince them that this is the way to go that this is the path that we should be on. But again, but it's never too late. It's never too late. Uh, you know, last year I was fortunate enough to baptize Sammy, my daughter-in-law, Oli and Ani. So when, you, when you look at, when you look at that legacy, I, I admit, I, I was the kind of guy that, I was just like, I only want sons. All right, I don't want any girls. One, because I knew how I was as a teenage boy. I mean, that's, that was probably the number one reason. But um, look, just thinking about legacy, like, yeah, just boys, 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 carry on the bloodline. And then it's the girls that's getting baptized. And, <laughs> and it's the girls that's, that's praying and, and seeking more. Ani just knows she wants to play for the church. You know, the, the spirit is, um, 
the spirit starts with the ladies. And I, and, and again, being, I wasn't a, I wasn't, I'm not the product of a, a single parent home, but I am the product of a single parent ministry or a single parent, um, only my mom came to church. I, I'm not a fancy person. I don't got the fancy words. Um, <laughs> only, only my mom came to church. And, um, and my dad, even though he was around, he was active duty, and he, but he was, um, he was in the streets. But, um, but so it was the prayers of my mom that kept me and my brother in line. And, and her fist to the stomach every now and then, and slap across the head. But all in Pentecostal love, I guess. <laughs> it's, but her, you know, my dad has, he, my dad, I, w- I would never take away his military accomplishments. There is, that is a part of my legacy and um, the legacy that I carry on that military side of the house. But what I also know that that military legacy will fade. I also know that at any point, the next generation could decide we don't have anything to do with that. But my mom's legacy, her legacy of being a faithful God over all things, no matter what, I'm going to trust him, no matter what I'm going through. I know that he is going to provide. I know that um, I know that there's more month than there is money, um, but he's going to make a way. That faith, that, that, that hope, rest, leaning on his promises throughout this word, that's going to go on for generations. Hmm. The Bible says, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. When, when I think about the, um, the abundant life that we've, we've lived, I, um, Johnny and I always say that we are, we are blessed. We, we know pastors joked about our house and made jokes about us paying tithes and offerings. <laughs> and, um, but through it all, I, I look at it like Job. He's not my favorite character anymore, by the way. I used to tell you guys, I used to focus on Job because of his faith. Um, but I realized if I, if all the times that I said, man, I always wonder if I could have the faith of Job. Well, how would you know unless you're tested, like Job was tested? And I don't want that trouble. <laughs> I, I don't want that. But, um, but in this life of abundance, I always look at like, you know, God, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. So I, I get past the salaries and get past the investments and get past the businesses because it, it, it very well could all just be gone just like that but I love the fact that no, through it all we can, we, can be, we can rest assured that God's working everything out for our good and I, I might start the pastor do I have any more scriptures back there I, I'm, no I don't think so might that's the one. See how God work it out? Bro! <laughs> you see how God working this out? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. An expected end. So, God knows exactly what we're going through. And, and he, knows, he knows how it's going to come out. And I, So, as I, as I thought about this verse, I was like, the, the problem is me. I can't fathom. I can't begin to understand his ways. 
Cause I, you know, you'll get stuck in this infinite loop of, well, God knew I wasn't gonna come to church and God knew I was gonna drink. God knows that I'm gonna go to hell. So why even try? No, that's not how it works. God says, for I know the thoughts I think toward you. He has no evil thoughts towards us. God's thought is love. God's thought is you are going to spend eternity with me. Is that the thought for everybody? No, because we know the word says some will perish. But for us sitting here today, God has nothing but love for us. I mess it up. We mess it up. We walk away. We give up. We quit the race. The, the, the expected end is that I'm going to see him. The expected end is he's going to open the doors and welcome me into the wedding. The, expect, the expected end is I'm standing before him in awe. All pain is gone. Now, the, the end that a lot of people get is, you know, walk away. You walk away too soon. Like you think about, think about um, somebody that you know that used to be on fire for the Lord that gave up. Like you ever think about it, the rapture had to happen right then? You don't know when, we don't know when this thing is going to come to an end. We don't know how long this race is. And can you imagine it happening the day after you give up? Like I was almost there. I was almost there. But instead, as <laughs> just like when I'm running outside, I test myself. Like, all right, I can get to that point. All right, I'm gonna keep going. I'm not gonna stop right here. I'm not gonna walk yet. I'm gonna get to that point. I'm teaching Bible studies. That's not enough. I'm gonna go a little bit further. I'm gonna invite somebody to church. I'm, I, I'm not gonna stop there. I'm gonna go a little further. I'm gonna start teaching. A little bit further, all right, let's see if we can start this preaching thing. <laughs> a little bit further. Like, just, just keep going. We just keep going. I keep adding, just little by little. Because I don't know. I don't know how long the race is. I don't know what the pace is going to be. I don't know if he's going to come back before, before I die. But what I do know is there is no definitive answer to how much I need to do. So I continue to give all I can. I continue to push as hard as I can, hoping that it's enough at the end. And same thing with what I try to instill in my children, or at least what I try to show them. Um, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a big talker. I don't have a lot of long conversations. Um, we were talking about that before service. Um, I am conditioned to say my piece, straightforward, get in, and move out. Give them, like, I don't, don't give me the labor pains, just give me the baby. I, I tell people in the, in the office that all the time, like, look, you've been talking for 30 seconds and I'm already stopping, stop. I'm not listening no more. What do you need? Just get to it. And, uh, and, and that's, that's why my messages go so quick. Because I, I, God give me a revelation of about two sentences. If I give you them two sentences up front, it's over. <laughs> That's the way I am. So, but in the conversations with my with my children, I find myself I don't I don't talk that much. But what I do try to be is an example, a living, walking, talking example. Amen.
the legacy, the legacy that we live, the legacy that we leave. It has to be more than inheritance. It has to be more than land and money. It has to be more than has to be more than um, a good example or a bad example of what a father should be, what a husband should be, or a brother or whatever. It has to be based on the legacy that we build in here. It has to, that example has to be praying at the altar. Like, um, you know, that picture that pastor posted on social media um, of Levi, I was to say, Michael, Levi, Levi. Levi standing here with his, his hands on the back of Petros, I think, and, and Sambit. Like, this guy's up here, his jacket's pulled up because he is praying at the altar for somebody else. That's, that legacy starts right here, started right here. Maybe, maybe a couple generations for you, I don't remember Sister Hannah. But um, and I'm, I'm definitely my, and I'm definitely not saying a father's legacy is more important than a mother's legacy because, like I said, my legacy comes, my spiritual legacy comes from my mom, the first of her generation, first Pentecostal of, of our family. So that doesn't matter. What matters is he has both parents that are serving the Lord with all their heart, and it's being is being embedded in him. It's being embedded in him that he has to be up here. Not just praying for himself, but praying for others. Okay. Right. What more can you ask for? Amen. Let's all stand. It um, might seem like somewhat of a, a, a Father's Day message, but I mean, since I do got both of my older boys here, it seemed fitting. I didn't know Keiko was gonna be here till Rayshawn put in the parking lot. I'm like, okay, well, this message is this message is clearly what I need to get out right now. Um, but as we close, I just want I want to encourage you guys. Like, let's let's definitely get behind our teenagers. Let's get let's get let's get behind them, um, and make sure that we are encouraging them to continue to show up for the Lord, continue to show up for the church. The church family is always going to be infinite. The church family is, um, is way bigger than Ephesus. Um, I'm in, I attend the Hope Mills Church on Wednesdays at Fort Bragg. I went to the revival with the um, Robeson County four churches um, the week, about two weeks ago, I think. And every, every Pentecostal church that I've been to throughout my career, I've been to a Pentecostal church in Bixby, Mississippi, where I walked in, I was the only black guy. And they hugged me and shook my hand and asked me and carried on the conversation like I, I have been there for years. So that's one thing I, I love about our organization. The skin color, backgrounds, none of that matters. You can walk in any United Pentecostal church and you'll find one person that reminds you of somebody from your previous churches. You will. Like, I saw your sister um, last week, I think she was here, and I was looking, I was like, I know her from somewhere. I don't, but it's like, it's like she reminded me of Tennille Payne. <laughs> um, but that's, that's true. That is because we all serve one God, and we all serve that one God the same way. And so when I say, let's get behind our teenagers and uh, make sure we are encouraging them, we also need to be out in front of them giving them those examples of praise, of worship, of dedicated service to the Lord. Amen?
Let's pray. Father, I ask you to continue to grow in us. I ask you to continue to grow in this church. Lord, continue to strengthen our walk. Continue to hold us, hold our hands, continue to guide us, Lord Jesus. We praise your name. We thank you for the many opportunities you, you've given us to hear from you. Touch our hearts, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Help us to be the godly example we need to be for our children, for our spouses, for our family, for our neighborhoods, Lord. Continue to open doors for us to tell of your goodness, to spread your gospel. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Continue to give me the, a hunger to serve you. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I praise your name. Be with us for the rest of this service. We ask you to fill this house with your spirit. Bless the worship service. Bless our, our pastor. Hallelujah. In your precious name we pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by this message and you would like to connect with Ephesus Church or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit ephesuschurch.com. Thank you for being a part 